You want it. You need it. It's what everyone's talking about. The Kevin Sheehan Show. Now, here's Kevin. All right, it's just Aaron and I today. It's going to be a short podcast. I had to do an extra hour of radio uh, this morning, which I I wasn't anticipating. Thrilled to do it. Um, But we're going to do a shorter version today because a couple of the guests that I had booked had to do it earlier, and we couldn't do it till a little bit later. But it's all right. It's Friday, holiday weekend. If you haven't listened to the Cooley Show on Wednesday, listen to that. A lot of good film breakdown on Dwayne Haskins. Um, uh, You got all weekend to listen to that one. Going to give you a smell test even though you probably don't want it today. Uh, But I'm going to start this show by encouraging all of you to take advantage of the Black Friday uh, and eventually the Cyber Monday sale for... Um, the, uh, for Dwayne Haskins, uh, kingdom of pride clothing line, uh, big, big specials. Uh, you got 40% off all items right now. Kingdom of pride. If you, if you don't know where they are, just follow them on Twitter at kingdom of pride. Uh, Dwayne Haskins, uh, clothing line, the official clothing brand of Dwayne Haskins, embrace your inner lion. Um, so, uh, they've got really good, uh, clothing specials on right now, 40% off all items, plus a black Friday, cyber Monday sale on others discount automatically applied right there at checkout. All right. So go to kingdom of pride at kingdom of pride on Twitter. Um, that'll link you, uh, to all of the big time sales at the kingdom of pride clothing line opportunity um hashtag kop clothing hashtag crowned by god tommy sent me that tweet link was, this morning I, I was wondering what you were speaking of black friday you know what else you can get for black by the way friday. i was being serious yeah. he's got his own clothing yes. brand and clothing line yeah you know what else you get? And some for Black big time Friday? specials today. What? Really cheap Redskins tickets. They're doing a package for the final two games, the Eagles and Giants. What's the package? You can get a ticket for both for a hundred dollars in the upper level or a hundred fifty dollars in the lower level for both games. <laughs> There's no chance anybody's going to spend no, 150 bucks for two games when they can get them for four dollars a piece. Right. That's right. For each game. Oh my God, that's insulting. They're trying to package up two games for 100 to 150 bucks when if you buy them individually, you won't have to pay more than 5 bucks to get in the stadium. And by game time, you could probably just walk right through the turnstiles and say, "Hey, I'm with my father. He just walked through." And they'll just let you go in. Yep. Um, a couple of things before we get to the smell test for the week and a couple of things on Redskins Panthers, Baltimore, San Francisco, etc. Uh Yesterday, Dallas loses to Buffalo um, in that game, uh, 26-15. There are a couple of things about the game. First of all, you know, the fact that the Cowboys were getting their ass kicked, I didn't really care personally, other than I had Dallas laying 6.5. But with respect to sort of anti-Cowboy feelings, I didn't really care one way or the other. I was just upset that they were getting their ass kicked because I had them in the smell test. Uh, laying six and a half. Another banner day for the smell test yesterday. Cowboys minus six and a half. The Falcons plus seven. Falcons should have covered. They really should have. They moved the ball up and down the field all night long. The kicker misses a point after touchdown. He misses a field goal. Uh, they had a couple of really good picks. Uh, New Orleans is pretty good defensively. They get some playmakers defensively. And then they recovered three onside kicks at the end of that game. You know, it's like a 4% probability. They recovered one of them that they got penalized for, so I guess you don't count that one. Then they recovered back-to-back onside kicks, which is amazing in this day and age, and they couldn't do anything with the last one down eight. 
Um, the Cowboy game, though, was interesting from this perspective. Number one, um, Jason Garrett apparently is not going to get fired. Okay, and Brad Sham was on with uh, on with me last week on radio and said it's not going to happen until after the season. Jerry's not going to fire him in season, and Jerry pretty much said he's not going to fire him. They're six and six. An NFC East division winning team has never been less than nine and seven, and only twice. Has the NFC East winner been nine and seven? 2011, the Giants went nine and seven and eventually won the Super Bowl, and the Redskins in 2015 finished nine and seven and won the and won the division as well. Every other NFC East winners had at least ten wins, and this year, right now, it looks like eight and eight is likely going to win the division. I'm not sure if that's true. Have you seen the Eagles' schedule down the stretch? I've been talking about it, but they're not very good right now. They're not very good, but they play the Dolphins, the Giants, the Redskins, the Cowboys at home, and and then the the Giants again. So you think definitively they're going to win three of those five games? I'd be very surprised if they didn't. Yeah, I. And, and, And by the way, if you're looking at the futures market. Hammer the Eagles now. Sometimes in some places you can get it at plus money to win the division. Yeah, I don't know if I think I think something's wrong in Philadelphia right now. I think something is really wrong, and it wouldn't shock me if they lose three of these games, including one to the Giants and maybe one to the Dolphins and maybe one to the Redskins. Seriously, they're they're a mess right now. I guess I'm with you. They're, they should win. They're they're five and six. No, wait a minute. To win nine, they got to win four or five. And I still think they'll win four or five with that schedule. Yeah, I don't think so. I think they'll win three of the five. I think they're going to lose two games. They're going to lose to the Cowboys, and they're going to lose one of those other games. And I- then and then the Cowboys are going to lose another two. The Cowboys could easily lose to the Bears next Thursday. I think it is. They could lose to the Rams. More likely than not, nine. It's probably a slight favorite that nine wins wins the division. And anyway, we we got sidetracked on that. I I wanted to just say about the Cowboy game, man. You know, you don't go for fourth and goal at the six in the third quarter down twenty three seven. You just don't. Okay, kick the damn field goal. You're not making fourth and goal from the six. It's a one in five chance, maybe a one in four chance. Kick the field goal. On fourth and five with six minutes to go in the game, down 26-7, to seven. do the math, Jason. You're going to need a field goal, two touchdowns, two two-point conversions. Kick the field goal. Uh, you know who's really, really underrated as one of the young quarterbacks in the league? Josh Allen. Yeah. He had the play of the day yesterday. Fourth and one right before the two-minute warning in a 7-7 game. They decide to go for it. It's at the Cowboy, I think it was at the Cowboy 30-yard line, something like that. It's, it was fourth and one at the Cowboy 30. Here it is, right here. Exactly, the Cowboy 30. And the snap is botched and fumbled. And it's in the pile, and it looks like the Cowboys have stopped the Bills in a 7-7 game. They're going to get the ball back before the two-minute warning from their own 30-yard line. And then somehow, some way, big Josh Allen, he's a big, long dude. He goes into the pile, rips the ball out of the pile, and leaps forward and gets the first down. What a great play that was by him. A phenomenal play. A competitive badass play. And he gets up and he gives the first down sign. And I was like, wow. I was not happy in the moment. I had Dallas laying six and a half. Josh Allen can play. Man, Cooley, I'm telling you, Cooley should be the Redskins GM. He said about Josh Allen, if you look at the numbers that Josh Allen produced at Wyoming 
and you think he isn't very good, his completion percentage was low, he's like, you have not watched the tape. He goes, this guy's got nothing around him, and this guy's going to be a good NFL starter. And he's right. Think about Josh Allen. He's mobile as hell. He can really scramble and run and create and throw on the run. He's a good off-schedule quarterback. And Buffalo, man, is 9-3. and 9-3. and three. What a season they've put together here. They have the Ravens next a week from Sunday in Buffalo. Uh, they also have the Patriots. I think they could win the division. You know, at thirteen and three, that they they would potentially win that division based on common games. I think I saw somebody put that out there. I don't think they're going to win the division because no. I don't think they're going to go thirteen and three or twelve and four. Even you know they'll probably lose to the Ravens. They'll probably lose at New England, but they are the first wild card. That's pretty much a lock now in the AFC. One hundred percent a lock that the Bills are going to be the number one wild card. So they'll be in that four. Uh, they'll be in that uh, five four game in that first wild card weekend, more likely than not. Um, also yesterday, uh, Blau, the quarterback, the third-string quarterback that got the start for the Lions in the early game, we remember him from Purdue. I don't remember him being any good. I, I don't remember. I mean, I remember his name, but I don't remember anything about him. I don't either. I don't really rem- remember much about his game. I remember he was the quarterback at Purdue. Um, he throws on his first pass as a professional, as a third-string undrafted free agent, you know, a 75-yard touchdown pass, and proceeds to have a really impactful game. He played really well. And all of you, oh, my God, how is it that Dwayne Haskins can't have a game like that and this dude's undrafted? Look, Dwayne Haskins got drafted by the Redskins. I know the Lions aren't that much better. They have better receivers. You know, Galladay, Jones, and I'm still blown away that Scarborough did not get an, uh, an opportunity until two weeks ago to play in the NFL. I don't understand that. He's a good back. Um, I don't know anything about David Blau other than what I watched yesterday. He looked like a good, you know, in-the-pocket, extend-the-play kind of guy. He was impressive. I'll give you that. Made a couple of throws that actually should have been caught. Uh, and Detroit had the lead for most of the game. And then Mitch Trubisky who I'm texting back and forth with a friend of mine during that game, he's the worst. And then he puts together multiple drives in the second half, including the final drive, which was a 90-plus yard drive in nine or ten plays to give him the lead in the fourth quarter, where he completed some big balls. And I, I'm a big Anthony Miller guy. I, coming out of Memphis, I was I, he was one of the guys that I would have loved the Redskins to have drafted. He's starting now to really get it here in his second year. He had nine catches, 140 yards. Um, and a big, big one on a third down in that final drive. Two of them on that third on third downs in that final drive that gave Chicago the lead. And then last night in the Atlanta game, three onside kicks, two of them legitimate recovered in the game, which is a miracle uh, in this day and age. Um, New Orleans it just clinched their third uh, straight NF- NFC South division title. I don't know what to make of the Saints. It's Drew Brees, it's Alvin Kamara, it's Michael Thomas, it's Sean Payton. You know, they're really good offensively. They're really tough to stop defensively. At times they've looked lights out, and at other times they've looked a little bit vulnerable. They got they got moved on last night. They also came up with some big turnovers because Matt Ryan threw two fourth-quarter interceptions uh, in that game. But, you know, they, they moved the ball. I mean, Atlanta moved the ball against them. Carolina moved the ball against them. 
you know, they've got they used Taysom Hill last night. He blocked a punt and then scored on a touchdown catch. You know, one of those quick, you know, uh, shovel passes, uh, touch passes um, uh, behind the line of scrimmage. Uh, the Saints can get to the Super Bowl. Definitely can get to the Super Bowl. Next week's game against the 49ers in the Superdome is probably going to determine home field advantage. Yeah, I think right now in the, the NFC, the Saints are favored to win the NFC over the Niners. Yes, I believe that's the case. Depending on the book, but let me uh, double check that one. I thought I saw the other day that the 49ers were still uh, at FanDuel, New Orleans plus two ten, 49ers plus two forty. Um, where is it on my site? Ravens, Patriots, yeah, Saints a slight favorite over the 49ers. Yep. Um yeah, I mean I the NFC the AFC really does look like it's Baltimore, New England. You know, I mean, we'll see what happens with the Chiefs and whether or not they can catch fire and look a little bit better. Um you know, certainly Pittsburgh's not beaten either one of those two teams as a wild card. Indy, Tennessee, Oakland. I don't. I don't see that Buffalo. I, I don't know. Maybe we need to start taking Buffalo more seriously. Um, They're just it, not at that level, though. It, I don't think so. Although you go back to that New England game that they played. I mean, they had Matt, Matt Barkley in the game, and New England needed a defensive touchdown, a special teams play, just to win sixteen to ten. I think they can pull <clears> one up, but I just don't think they can run through it um the uh well the problem is buffalo would have to win those games on the road the right. nfc you know uh, san francisco new orleans seattle are probably the three favorites you know uh, in that order new orleans san francisco seattle you know i'm still not a believer in minnesota even though i'm rooting for kirk cousins to do well here i don't believe that i i i just don't see them being good enough defensively to be honest with you especially their pass defense to hold up uh and win two road games potentially to get there, you know, right now I would guess that New Orleans and San Francisco are going to be the one and two seeds in the NFC and that, you know, Minnesota and or Green Bay as the NFC North champion will host a game wildcard weekend then need to win two in a row on the road to get there. I don't see them doing that. And certainly nobody out of the NFC East at this point, even though the Cowboys are so talented and they should be better. They have than Jason they Garrett. They have Jason Garrett. Exactly. One other thing from yesterday, real quickly, because you you texted this to me. I didn't see your text until early this morning, but I happened to have been watching the end of this game. I didn't have any action on on it, although I did like Ole Miss, and I didn't play it. And they would have covered. I think it was, they, they were getting two and a half. Two and a half. Yep. The Egg Bowl, the Mississippi State Mississippi game last night ended with Ole Miss first of all driving like ninety something yards and scoring a touchdown down twenty one to fourteen to make it twenty one twenty with four seconds to go. Fourth and twenty four. Fourth and twenty four. Yeah. That play. Yeah. Um, Elijah Moore for Ole Miss, number eight, caught the touchdown pass and then proceeded to do the OBJ thing where he does the dog crawl, lifts his leg, and simulates, you know, urinating. Uh, (laughs) It's a funny thing. Um, And it'd be really funny if that touchdown uh, was the last play of the game and gave him the lead. You know, game over, you take the 15-yard penalty. Or if you were up 21. Or if you're up, you know, 42. However... Um, after doing that, then there's a shot of him on the sideline carrying some sort of championship belt. Did you see that part of it? I didn't see that, no. Yeah, he's over on the sideline celebrating. This is before the PAT. It's 21-20 now, four seconds to go. Elijah Moore's caught the touchdown pass that potentially could lead to a game-tying PAT. And he's already cost his team 15 yards with a simulated urinating, the dog crawl, lift the leg like you're next to a telephone pole, 
and pee all over the end zone. All right. Gets flagged for that. And then he's carrying some championship belt parading that around on the sideline. Here it comes from all of you under the age of, I don't know what it would be, 40. Okay, boomer. <laughs> so the dude goes in and he misses the extra point wide right and they lose the game 21 to 20. And the extra point was just barely missed wide right. Had it been a 20-yard extra point, it would have gone through. Yes. And you would have had an overtime game at 21-21. Instead, they lose 21-20. And you can say, okay, boomer, all you want. I mean, you're right. I mean, you're definitely right. Winning the game is not nearly as important as the number of likes that Elijah Moore, I'm sure, got on his Instagram account last night. Uh, But... The coach afterwards said, you know, Elijah's not that kind of a kid, so I'm just really disappointed because he's not that kind of a kid. The coach had to be just incensed, just so effing PO'd that he probably just wanted to take that guy in a corner and beat the living crap out of him. How can you be so dumb and so selfish as to do that in a 21 to 20 game, how can you be so lacking in awareness of what the game situation is? He's not the first to do something that dumb and that selfish, and he's not going to be the last. But the championship belt on top of that on the sideline was really almost worse than the instantaneous emotional reaction of mocking a dog peeing. Um, Incredible. Uh, They deserved it in that spot. One of my favorite parts, one of the broadcasts, as, as they're showing the replays and getting ready for it, it's either the color guy or I think it might even be the sideline guy comes on and he says, he knows you can't pee on the field. <laughs> one of yeah, my there's favorite a big, things there, ever. There's a big sign that said no dog walking in the end zone. Um, anyway, uh, that was a meaningless game, although I think Mississippi State became bowl eligible with that win um, over Ole Miss. All right. Uh, Let's get to um, how the Redskins will beat the Panthers here momentarily after I tell you about MyBookie.ag. If you're looking for a place to bet football this weekend and beyond, choose MyBookie.ag. Nobody gives you more ways to win than they do. MyBookie's got the fastest payouts, the highest quality lines, plenty of ways to wager. And don't forget, where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on. And MyBookie.ag is the best in the business. I wouldn't tell you that if they weren't totally reliable. Enter my promo code KevinDC, that's K-E-V-I-N-D-C, and they'll give you the following offer. They will double your first deposit if you use my promo code KevinDC. MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. All right. uh, Redskins beat Panthers if... They have to protect Dwayne Haskins in this game in multiple ways. Play calling, O-line, Haskins being smart. The Panthers are second in the league in sacks behind just the 49ers. They've got 41 sacks on the year, and they cause turnovers. They are top five in takeaways on the year. I believe this is the best defensive team that Dwayne Haskins has started, started it against. I know that... Greg Williams provided a ton of challenges. This is the best defense. It's an inconsistent defense, but it's the most talented, and it's the one that really gets after the quarterback. If Dwayne Haskins is put into obvious passing situations in this game, it could get ugly. And, you know, most of you have heard me and have sensed that I am more – 
optimistic about Haskins than I used to be. I am. I'm intrigued by some of the things he does very well, better than I even thought. Sunday could be a, a step-back moment for him after those two drives that finish off the Detroit game. Some of you will say the Detroit game was a step-back game in general because of his numbers. I didn't see it that way quite the way uh, many of you saw it. This could be one of those ugly games if they don't really figure out a way to protect. Uh, I liked some of the things that Kevin O'Connell did, and I thought he had a better feel for the game against the Lions. There were a couple of runs in that game, you know, first down, four, five, six-yard runs, and then he went play action, and that's how you do it. You know, you rip off a five-yard first down run, the defense thinks you're coming back, especially Bill Callahan's team is coming back with another run. And you go play action there. That's how you protect Dwayne Haskins with play calling. You run play action. You let him throw it when the other team is least expecting him to throw it. He's got to do a a really good job of extending and of getting the ball out quickly, and the offensive line has to protect. If not, there could be four or five, six sacks in this game and maybe one or two that ends up with a bad throw that gets picked. And if that happens, it's going to be ugly. Really, really ugly. The Redskins beat the Panthers. If their kicker, Joey Sly, who's missed seven field goals and four PATs, and Aaron has not been cut yet, they brought in another kicker after he missed two extra points last week and a 25-yard field goal uh, in a game uh, against the Saints on the road. They had a legitimate chance to win that game. They didn't cut him. They brought in a kicker and put him on the practice squad. As of now, but Joey Sly is still on the roster, and he has to be thinking about every one of these these kicks. He's got to be rattled. But for whatever reason, Ron Rivera at this point is sticking with him. If he kicks and misses a couple on drives that stall, Redskins will have a chance. Lastly, the Redskins ultimately have to win the turnover battle to beat a good football team by two or more. This is a given now for the Redskins against a good football team. They haven't beaten a good football team in forever. Okay, it's been a long... Dallas last year. It's probably the last decent football team they beat. And that was before Dallas got on a run last year. Okay, the Redskins have beaten the Dolphins and the Lions. You saw what the Lions were. Mitch Trubisky lit up the Lions yesterday. you got to be plus two or better on Sunday to beat the Panthers, or you have no chance. And they do turn it over. They got 20 giveaways as long as, as much as they have 20 takeaways. Their turnover margin is the exact same as the Redskins, zero. I mentioned this, I think, on Monday. To be a 2-9 and nine football team with a zero turnover margin is very surprising. You usually see a 2-9 and nine football team minus 7, minus 8, minus 11. It tells you just how bad the Redskins are, that they have not been on the wrong side of the turnover margin category, yet they've only won two football games. Uh, Let's get to the smell test. Kevin looks where the John Q. public is putting their cash and does the opposite. It's It's time time for the the smell smell test. test. All right, it stinks. I know. It's been terrible. Um, I was doing the smell test today on live radio, and on a football Friday with all the games on Friday, Aaron, I started getting all the text messages that I typically get on Saturday and Sunday morning from people I know, and I had to actually uh, cancel a couple of my plays <laughs> live on air. Gave out Texas, and I said, nope, I just got some information in, uh, and we canceled Texas. Uh, Ball State's laying three. Uh, game starts at noon today, so if you hear this, it may be too late. 
Uh, they're four and seven, um, playing a seven and four team at uh, Miami of Ohio. It doesn't make any sense why they would be a three point favorite. Take Ball State uh, laying the three points. Northwestern's only getting eight eight and a half against Levy Smith and um, and Illinois tomorrow. Illinois headed to a bowl game. Real surprising season for Illinois and Levy Smith. Good for him. Um, he is well liked in the coaching profession. And Illinois, at various times, you know, over my lifetime has had really good football teams more often than not no but you know they they they've got a, a fan base there in champaign urbana if they put this thing together and they start winning they got a shot they're six and five they've already qualified for a bowl northwestern is getting only eight and a half the public loves illinois i'll take northwestern plus the eight and a half uh kansas is getting 14 at home against baylor public's all over baylor give me kansas plus the 14 and in the Iron Bowl, I like Auburn getting three and a half. The public doesn't think it's enough. They still think Bama, even without two, is better than Auburn. And laying three and a half seems too short. I'll take Auburn plus the three and a half. On Sunday, uh, I like Jacksonville plus one and a half uh, against Tampa. Uh, Tampa coming off that win. The public loves them. I like Cincinnati. These are bad teams I'm giving you. Plus three against the Jets. The Jets have won three in a row. Widen that line higher. I like the Giants plus six and a half. Buy it to seven at home against the Packers. And I like the Texans on Sunday night plus three and a half against the Patriots. Not a lot of discussion around the smell test today. Okay, not a lot of discussion. Uh, because you don't want to hear it. You just want the picks and then you'll decide to do with them what you decide to do. All right. Uh... All right. Uh, by the way, um, we've got an app now. You can listen to us on the app. Just go to the App Store on your iPhone or go to the Google Store on your Android, and you can listen to us via, via our new app. Don't have to, but it's another way to listen to the Kevin Sheehan Show. Um, I told you we're going to do a short show today, and we are. Uh, we got some things to do here on this holiday Friday. you got the Cooley Show you can listen to. Um, I, I like the Redskins to lose you know, big. And I like the Ravens to win in the game of the weekend. Um, and I also like Ohio State to win, although I'm really looking forward to that game. But I think the Ravens beat the 49ers. Weather is going to be horrible in Baltimore on Sunday. Heavy rain, chilly temperatures. 49ers came east, you know, to play the, the, the Redskins in a rainstorm. That field in Baltimore is field turf. It's going to be a million times better than the complete and utter S-show of a field that the Redskins have. Uh, you know, they they pay attention to the the details. You know, Bishotti's not going to have what Snyder had when the 49ers came east with heavy rain. But it's going to be weather, you know, a, a weather game. And Garoppolo did not throw the ball well in the rain against the Redskins. I like the Ravens to win that game. I like the Panthers 30-17. to 17. Do you know the Redskins are the lowest scoring team in the league, averaging 13.1 points per game? They haven't scored more than 17 since week two. I got them scoring 17, but losing 30-17. to 17. All right, sorry for the short show, uh, but you got the Cooley Show from Wednesday to listen to, uh, and we're back on Monday with a full football weekend recap. Uh, go Terps! Um, they're playing in this holiday tournament. Love the way they they played against Temple yesterday. A tough, hard nosed team, um, and they and Anthony Cowan, who a lot of Maryland fans have had a problem with, and I've always stuck with Anthony. I like Anthony a lot. Was brilliant yesterday. Brilliant against Temple. All right, enjoy the holiday weekend. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Be safe out there on Black Friday, and remember, uh, Dwayne Haskins, Kingdom of Pride. Is that what it is? Kingdom of the Pride. Sounds right. Something like that. Uh, They got 40% off everything today.
Enjoy the day.